younger youth, they are, they are blessed with knowledge, they are rich in wisdom, and they will be telling us their own experience with social media. Without taking further time, I would like to invite the moderator for this first segment, Butayo, Butayo Osho, and she will be announcing the rest of the group. God bless you. Please put your hands together for her. Butayo. Amen. Mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Very exciting to be in the presence of God today. So as um, I mean, Brother AY just mentioned, we are going to be continuing the conversation from last month on social media and my life. Social media has come a long way over its short 20-year history. As of January 2021, over 4 billion people use social media worldwide. Now, this is a shocking fact because according to, to current statistics, there are only about 7 billion people in the world. Take that in. So it means that over half the world population use social media. Very interesting. However, last month we had the older youths, otherwise known as the middle-aged adults. And this month, we get an exclusive opportunity to learn about social media from the perspective of our younger youth. In other words, to get educated about the realities of social media from their perspective. According to um, a research conducted by Media Technology Monitor, MTM, approximately 71% of Canadian teenagers use social media. How befitting, because I am ready to get educated on social media from their perspective. So joining me now, I am going to welcome Miss Hope. I am going to mention, I'm going to call on Mr. Ochuko. And I would be calling on Mr. Mabalus. You guys, I am so excited because honestly, this generation, I have, sister, I have a sister and I have cousins their age. And when you ask them these questions, they, it's, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. I have homework to do. So today, we get an exclusive. Okay, so stay tuned. It's, this is about to be super exciting. Trust me, I promise. Okay, so you guys, make sure your mics are turned on. And we can go ahead and take off our masks because we are well social distanced. So I have prepared some prompting questions that I want us to discuss today. Are you guys about to get real? Because I need you guys to be real. Are you about to get real real? Yes, yes, yes. Marlos, I'm not hearing from you. Are you about to get real real? Yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect, perfect. Okay, so you guys know the topic is about social media. And I would say, I'm just going to start off by saying my favorite thing about social media. What I like and what I use social media for. My absolute favorite thing about social media is um, how social media has, in one way or the other, helped tackle world poverty. Because now, through social media, people can start businesses, people can 
like you don't have to there's no there's no age because normally if you're trying to get a job like in the job market you have to be a certain age you have to be 16 while on social media you could be any age right and you could start businesses people have helped feed their families through their activities on social media and i love that very much especially for my country nigeria there are lots of um you know opportunities that are untapped and through social media you could see so many businesses and it's really helped tackle poverty however that's not the reason why i use social media what i actually use my social media for between you guys and i i use it to stay um abreast of current trends current news i need to see you know what's going on now around the world and that's honestly what i use it for i don't really use it to communicate because it doesn't really favor my personality type that way but um that's what i use it for essentially just to stay in touch Ochuko, tell me, what do you use social media for? And what is your absolute favorite thing about social media? Usually, I usually use social media with my friends. Okay. And like, especially my friends at school, so I can interact with them in like ways that I couldn't before because of COVID. So my favorite thing would be like being able to help people like, because like in school, especially like everyone usually having problem with schoolwork and things are different now. So like when you're able to like help them, you're not only helping them, but you're helping yourself because you're learning from when you're teaching someone. Ah, okay, okay, okay. I see you. Okay, okay. I see the audience have because they're very impressed by that. Okay, Hope, tell me, tell me what do you use social media for and what is your absolute favorite thing about social media? Um, I use social media, I guess, to learn new things. Okay. Um, I find like when I'm bored kind of and I just go on my phone I just go on Instagram and I go through my explore page and I just look through videos and I learn new things but I definitely feel like the thing I like the most about social media is kind of you kind of see a unity between people even though there are a lot of problems going on in the world right now there's still like moments of unity between different people of different races different ages and you can still see them come together as one I really like that. I like the, the idea of unity. Unity. So you can see people with different perspectives come together and agree on something, agree to make a change, agree on things. I love that. Okay, okay. Mr. Mabalas, what do you use social media for? And what is your absolute favorite thing about social media? Uh, I use mine for a lot of things. I use it for video games, talk to my friends, for schoolwork. Uh, to watch uh, anime, that's my favorite thing to do with uh, social media. Um, I usually text my friends, call my mom, call anyone I feel like, I guess, FaceTime, like we were on social media yesterday, we were on the Zoom call, so yeah. Um, and it's also fun to like ha have like arguments online, like on a topic, so like, if a topic comes like on soccer, if we're talking about which team is better, it's fun to have arguments with people you don't know, so like, to keep you preoccupied. Thank you. Okay, when I, when I, when I requested to be real, I didn't think it was gonna get that real. Thank you. So, in other words, what I'm hearing is collaboration. Like, you can collaborate with people on social media. And I also heard about it's a way to help with boredom. Honestly, right now with COVID, honestly, I use social media. Like, on, like I go on there when I'm bored because, I mean, kind of that's a, it, it keeps us entertained a little bit. But with restrictions, though, because you cannot be arguing with just anybody on social media. Okay, so moving on.
I would like to know, because when we had our youth conversations last month, we had our own different kind of challenges that we think that people on our age and our generation, well, we're kind of in the same generation, but people in the, the, like the older youths, we talked about the challenges that we go through with social media, but that was from our own perspective. I am I'm ready to be mind blown because I promise you, I don't know. I want to be educated about what challenges do you find that youths nowadays go through on social on social media? Maybe as a result of social media. Hope. Um, I definitely feel like a challenge that youth go through today is kind of getting hit with the harsh reality. I guess, like if you look at TikTok, which is a social media app. It's an entertaining app, yes, it's a fun app, but it's recently, not even recently, in the past, during the whole pandemic, it's become very political, which isn't a bad thing, but it's kind of eye-opening to see, like, another 18-year-old from in America, to see the different political opinions in me that can harm me, and it's just eye-opening. It's kind of crazy to see, like, there are people in the world like that who are my age, and it's like, it's kind of crazy, like, each and every day I just go through it's called the For You page, but it's just a page like you scroll through videos and each and every day I see new different things that shock me with the way, the way people talk, the way people handle situations, the comments as well. People, the comments are, I mean, most of the comments are mean. Like you see videos of just normal people just dancing, having fun, and people find that one little thing about them and just go at them in the comments. And it's just, it's hard to see people know be torn apart like that oh that's that's heavy that's heavy that's really heavy because I would say I, I like what you said about see, getting faced with the harsh realities back then when we were growing up well I'm still growing up but way back in the days of my parents there was certain you kind of get you got the chance to to grow you got the chance to become an adult you got a chance to sort of, you know, there's certain things that you, your parents don't expose you to or you don't get exposed to until when you grow up. And then you go, okay, because now you're mentally now able to handle certain things. But now through social media, it just comes to you. There's no waiting until you're 21 to know what certain things are. I like what you said about political realities. And especially now with the era of fake news, that's a huge challenge because it messes with your mind. Like you're not sure what to believe. You're not sure what to, you know, what to take in, you know, try to handle things, and definitely the problem of mean comments. Honestly, that is such a huge issue, not even just for your generation, but also for mine too. You would post things and you're concerned about what people are going to say because the things that they say online actually affect our self-esteem. That's, thank you so much for sharing that. Marvelous. So from your perspective, what challenges do you find that youths go through now on social media? Um, self-esteem, it always, uh, it goes down, because, like, sometimes when you watch a video, and you see, like, this perfect guy, or, like, this perfect girl, you're like, oh, I want to be like that, but, like, you physically can't, because that, they're their own person, but, like, sometimes it can be self-demeaning, like, sometimes I'd be, I'd be scrolling through, and I see, like, uh, because I play soccer, right, and I want to be a soccer player, but, like, I don't practice that much because of COVID, but that's not an excuse. But when I see other kids, like, on TikTok, and, like, they live in England, so, like, the laws don't really abide to them. So they can go out and, like, have soccer practices, but I'm practically locked up at home, so I can't really do nothing. So when I, like, scroll on TikTok and I see, like, kids in, like, 
the UK, Germany, having soccer practices with their teams and stuff. And I'm like, wow, and I'm here wasting my time watching them. When I could like, like going out, trying to like get my own type of practice, but like it wouldn't be as effective as them because they have a whole like regime set up by the by their team and stuff like that. So like the restrictions don't abide for them. So like yeah, sometimes I'd be like, wow, they're getting in more times than me. So like they're gonna grow better than I am in the, at the sport. Uh, okay, so now with all of this exposure, there's the issue of you start to sort of feel bad about your situation. Because that's kind of what I'm, what I'm getting. Like, you feel like, oh, I'm not good enough because I'm this. You kind of start to feel bad about yours just because of somebody else's um, reality. And before, you don't know what somebody else is doing out there. But now, you can see it. And then you feel bad. You wish that you, that you were there. You wish, kind of get envious and jealous. That's tough. That's tough. That's a real issue. Ochiko, tell me about, tell me about the challenges that you, that you think that youths go through now with social media. I think one of the challenges is like socialism when you get back. Because before COVID, if like you have school, people like usually more like interact with each other. But then after you start to see this trend, like people like kind of shy away from you. Or people like are just less talkative because it's like, like they're so used to being like talkative online that in person it's like a whole nother thing. Like it's a whole nother way of life that they're not used. A whole other way of life. Talk to me about those that that way of life. I want to know. Give me some examples about this way of life that is different on social media than in person. Maybe like in a club, <laughs> if you're in school. Like, with the club, you can host meetings and, like, you could actually be talking with them. But, like, out of school, online, you can, like, talk with them, but it's not the same. Like, you can't really, like, see. Like, you can see what people are saying, but, like, when it comes to things like emotions, like what someone's trying to tell you or someone's trying to, like, bring in something that they usually say physically, it's not the same. Oh, in other words. Um, okay, so what I'm getting from that is that... Um, in per, when you're in person, communication, communication barriers, yeah. and also how like you can't, I mean, we love people, we're social beings, right? Like human beings are social beings. So just not seeing people and interacting with them that way could be challenging. And what I'm also getting is misunderstanding, right? Because sometimes when you type something out or when you text something out, depends on how the person interprets it. Right? Sometimes you mean one thing, and then when the person reads it, now it's not even, honestly, now it's not even what you say. It's not how you say it. It's how the person receives it. Before it was, oh, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Now, no, no, no. It's not about what you say. It's not about how you say it, but it's about how, you, how the person receives it. Hope, tell me, talk to me about this way of life that is different on social media than in person. Um, I would say that social media, for me, I feel that, like, in a way, I kind of see the other side of people. I feel like the way people portray themselves on social media is completely different than the people, the way they portray themselves in actual life. Like, when I look at people in my school, I definitely see, a, like, a, a big difference between them or the way they act or, I don't know, the way they, like, portray themselves or the way they project themselves. And I feel like in a way, not to sidetrack, but I feel like in a way, the pandemic kind of opened my eyes to see who people really are. Like I find that before I was trying so hard to 
kind of talk to this person or be friends with this person. And now when I went back to school before schools closed again in the beginning of the year, I, um, I just didn't talk to anyone. Like I just didn't have the spirit to talk to anyone. I didn't feel like talking to anyone because during all those months of quarantine last year, I was kind of just like, oh, so you're like this or you're like that or you have, you know, you say these things or you say those things. It's like, why would I want to associate myself with you? Do you feel like, do you guys feel like sometimes we get caught up in this whole appearance versus reality thing? You, you have a social media lifestyle and your real life lifestyle. Sometimes people could get pressured to behave a certain way on social media because they feel like they are invisible. Right? Marvelous, talk to me. Uh, what the, uh, Hope said about people carrying themselves. I portray myself as social media the same way I do in person. So like, I'm loud, so like, on social media I'm kind of loud too, because I only do social media with my friends, so like, they only know like how I really am. I just don't go up to strangers and like, talk to strangers, so like, only a few, like, 10 people know like, what I really am in real life, but then, some people like in my school, like, the way they portray on social media, I'm like, you're not like this in school. Like, you talk a lot on social media, but at school you're like, so closed up and like, social media gives like, people like, a bad, not generally bad, but like a type of self-esteem they never knew they had. And sometimes they can go to the negative of it. And sometimes, sometimes it's just there. Because I've seen a lot of people go to the negative side of it. And it's, and it's like weird. I like, I like what you said about self-esteem and the negative side of it. Because you literally just made me understand that through social media, you could develop a positive self-esteem and you could develop a negative self-esteem. Right, and sometimes some people do these things for clout. Like, they, they want to be a certain way just cause like, they want people to think this. Which actually goes back to your point about sometimes all those people that you see playing soccer outside, sometimes they just go, let's say they hold the ball and then, oh, take a video of me um, with the ball. So, so Marvelous would think that I'm playing soccer. So maybe that's not even the reality. Right, and sometimes we get caught up in that. And that's the problem. Cause sometimes we think that people's appearance is their reality and sometimes it's not that way so i see how that is such a huge challenge that is such a huge challenge and it's just earlier in our conversation we talked about how now young youth and young adults don't get the chance to grow up right because now everything is in your face there's a lot of arguments about the age that people should be on social media now i know some of you guys would use fake fake age and like just get on social media i know that right you you're supposed to be, I think you're supposed to be 16, I think, but some, of, some people get on it at like 13, 12, 11. I know that, I'm not gonna snitch on anybody. So in my opinion, like from you guys' opinion, at what age, and I know we're all a work in progress, at what age, in your opinion, do you think that people should get on social media? How do you feel about the age requirements? When did you think that you were okay with dealing with this with the realities of social media, marvelous. Um, I know, like, I started, like, I had, like, a tablet, like, a phone, and, like, I see around, like, grade seven, or, like, five, but, like, before, we just used to be, like, uh, the Google chat, so, like, I used to chat my friends at school, so it was just literally that, but then I actually got it into social media during the pandemic, like, because I was bored, so most of the time, if I'm not doing schoolwork or playing games, so, I'd say like age, I'll say a high school, start of high school or like grade eight. Cause that's when you, we have like 
a little maturity to actually understand what they're saying, like what is actually going on. Because if you pre-expose a, a little kid to all the stuff on social media, like that would definitely have a bad outcome. Because like, because then they'll start thinking about, oh, how's this person gonna see me? How's this person gonna see me? But like, at least let them develop like a self-esteem, self-confidence, and like the parents should know, like, oh, I know my child won't do something like this. Then, if you feel comfortable, then yeah. Towards the age where they feel like they have, to an extent, formed an identity. Interesting. Ochoko, from your in your opinion, what age do you, do you think that people should get on social media? That is okay for them to now get on social media. And do you agree with the age requirement? I'd say like I don't have a definite age because like people could have like different experiences or like their parents like I think I even saw this like poll where like parents saw like their children like do something that like proved that they were like mature like they saw them do something that they never thought like their kid would do and like just based on that they could like see why they can get it so I would say like end of elementary school like start of high school end but of like elementary school. it's not definite so not a definite age hmm. so I see I see I think I see what you're saying there so in other words he's saying that Depending on the maturity of the of the of the individual, because we would find that honestly, maturity is not by age. You could be a certain age and be mature, and you could be a certain age and be completely immature. So Ochoko is saying that it depends on maturity on of the of the kid of the of the of the young adults. If you feel like at 22, 23, you cannot deal with the harsh realities that get thrown in your face, don't get on it. If you feel that at 16, you should, go ahead. But from what both of them are saying, Mabalas and Ochoko, they're saying that um, at the end of elementary school, the start of high school, interesting. Let's say, um, let's say, oh, talk to me. Um, I would say, I think for yourself, like to create your own account, I would say start of high school, just because I feel like in that time, you're moving on to a new kind of stage in life. So, in a way, you're kind of ready to expose yourself to the world, but in a way, you're not. I mean, whenever you feel that you're ready, but personally, I felt that I was ready at that time to join social media. So, I would say around, like, the start of high school. But I see, like, on social media or on Instagram, for example, that a lot of parents have social media accounts for their children who are younger and... It's kind of like, it's not a horrible thing. I'm not judging it, but in a way, it's kind of like you're exposing your own child to the world and they have no control over it either way. So I just feel like when you feel yourself that you're ready, like to create your own account, to do your own thing and not let your parents control what your social media is, then you should join it. <sighs> she, she, uh, okay. I would say personally that it really does irk me a little bit when parents actually create social media for their little little kids to post about their lifestyle, their fashion. But I feel like we're already, we don't, at this point we've lost our privacy, right? And that's the honest truth. Like privacy is, is, is a luxury at this point because we have our phones, we have the tablets, there's so many things monitoring us that like if you can protect this, this part and restrict this part to yourself, I feel like it is fair to give the, the child an opportunity to go and mature a little bit before opening a social media page for them. Sometimes it's not even the kid actually even managing the account. 
right? It's the parent. But my mind is, why do you feel like this child even wants to share? Like, why do you feel like this child, what, like, obviously, you could tell that this kind of bothers me a little bit. Why do you feel like this child wants to share? Like, why, why did you open a page for this child? Because maybe they, just, maybe they can't say it, they can't express anything because they're still little. But, like, if they want to keep their lives private, now you've, now you've lost, you've, 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 now they can't even do that no more until they grow up and become teenagers because now they are also now forming an appearance, a lifestyle, a social media lifestyle because of that. And now when they grow up, if, and that honestly, and this is what happens with child um, stars, like, you know, our favorite Disney channel, like all of those guys, the child stars, it's like when they were little, because they, they, don't, they haven't formed their identity and all that, right? So their parents had put them into this reality and this life of sensationalism and you know, celebrity lifestyle. And when they grow older and start to form their own identity and they change, it becomes a whole new thing. Like now everyone is like throwing darts at them because oh, this is how we knew you were, and, but this is who you really are. Well, no, 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 this is how, this is how you, this is how you knew what your parents knew what you, wanted you to know about them. And now this is who they really are. But when they try to show who they really are, it becomes a whole new issue. So I love that you, that you, that you mentioned, that you touched on that, you know, parents creating accounts for their kids. Kind of, it's a little bit bothersome. So if you could create any law, right, that everyone on social media had to follow, what would it be and what would you want it to accomplish? Like, think about that a little bit. You could create any law that everyone on social media had to follow. What would it be and what would you like it to accomplish? Marvelous. Um, I would say no bullying, but that's kind of blunt. That's like, not specific enough, so like, Keep harsh opinions to yourself. I'll say that. But like sometimes you need harsh opinions to like to wake you up, like to see what what you're missing and like what you need to do. But sometimes they just don't matter because sometimes when you open the comment sections, it's like making fun of people that have disabilities. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, I've seen a lot of those. Like you have a disability, they start making fun of you, calling your names. They name me after movie characters, cartoon characters, stuff like that. So, like, I'll say cyberbullying, I guess. No, not taking it, like, no bullying, I guess. Sure, yeah. no bullying. Yeah, yeah, no bullying. And keep your harsh opinions to yourself. In other words, mind your business. Mm -hmm. Okay. In other words. Yeah. Ochoco. If you had to create a law that everyone on social media had to follow, what would it be and what would you like it to accomplish? I would say, like, debates are cool and everything. Like, you could learn from someone's point. But then when people start to turn it into, like, like they get, like, really, really offended when you have, like, a different opinion of something than them, they could, like, turn on you immediately. Like, people can't, like, accept that stuff. So there should be, like, a thing where you can like have a debate about something but like when like an argument gets too far then like you should stop like 
Stop when you notice that you are getting too far. Stop when you notice that you are getting too far. Hope. Um, sorry. Uh, I don't know. This may sound corny, but I, I think, like, try to try multi try to be kind multiple times on social media. Because a lot of people just come to social media. Like, a lot of people come to so on social media just to be mean. Like, kind of what Marvelous said with cyberbullying, a lot of people just come on social media with a bad conscience, like, with a bad spirit. They just come to mess things up, come to troll. So I just feel like kind of just oh, my law would kind of be just you kind of have to force yourself. Like, not force yourself, but be nice. Try to be nice or try to be kind. Try to comment nice things. Try to say on this post, oh, you look good or on this post, oh, that's nice. You know, you have to encourage. So be nice. Be kind. Don't go on. Don't just go on there because you're trying to be mean. Know your, your motive and keep it positive. Okay. I gotta say something that's very interesting. So many Christians are turning to apps and memes, in other words, social media, to express their faiths instead of churches. And it is raising lots of questions. Let's talk about social media and Christianity. Social media and its effects on Christianity. This is pretty interesting because I would, you know, I feel like if there was social media back in the day when Jesus was, you know, walking the earth um, physically, because we know we're still on earth, physically, um, if there was social media, it could probably reach more people. But, you know, even that could be, especially now with fake news, I don't even know. That's like, that, that on its own could have its own issues. But I want to hear about what you guys, like, how do you guys think that social media is impacting Christianity, either positive or negative? Marvelous. <clears throat> um, like, look, I'll go back to TikTok, like Instagram, right? So, I was like, the first two months of like quarantine, I was going uh, through uh, TikTok, right? And I saw this lady. Um, she was like a pastor or something. She had like the white band around the neck. Yeah, uh, and she was talking about the LGBTQ, and she said the Bible said nothing about it. And that really got me pissed because sometimes I want to talk, but like I see myself like typing a whole comment like you're spreading wrong information. But then I just delete it because like I don't really have a platform like that. I only go on there just to watch videos. So like I don't be speaking that much, but like sometimes what they see pisses me off because just the little um, intentionally, intentionally uh, spreading false advertisements, like for, uh, false news. But sometimes it can be good because like. Like on my like on my snap when I'm like scrolling through stuff and like I see someone posting about the Lord or like a Bible verse, I just like screenshot it and like post it on mine. So like a lot like some of my friends like whoever I have on Snapchat can also see it. Yeah. See you. So in other words, like through social media, people can now you know evangelize on. They could post about a Bible verse and post about you know things that could impact somebody else's life. However, the negative part of it is that there's so much false teachers. Ochoko. One thing, like, originally when I had social media, like, I was always scared, like, to say anything, like, about my religion. Because, like, I was afraid that, like, people with other religions would know so much that, like, it would just come to me and I couldn't do anything. Like, I wouldn't be able to, like, talk about it. 
if someone just threw like something like an opinion at me and I couldn't like respond to it. But like, I realized that like, I can't be like lukewarm because it's like, you can either be like caught in the faith or like cold in the faith. Like you can either be like a Christian or like you're just standing with the crowd. So you're gonna have to at one point like say something. So like I started to talk more about it. And then I started to like give more Bible verses because God doesn't want us to just be lukewarm because it's like, there are two options. Yeah, oh my God, lukewarmness. He's, he dropped a point right there. As Christians, we are starting to dine with the crowd. Ooh, okay. That's, that's, okay. Okay, that's, yeah. Oh. Um, in a way, I feel like it's good and bad just because you can, you can connect with other Christians on social media apps, but in a way, people contradict themselves because of their religion on social media. Like I saw a video that was basically just talking about how most celebrities or some celebrities kind of do the most horrible things to get to the top, and then at the, like, at the end, they kind of have the audacity to just say, oh, I want to thank God for everything he's done for me. And then it's just like, oh, but, you know, it's like you've done horrible things and you want to thank God. So in a way, it gives like, like what Marvis was saying, it gives that false information because on one hand, you want to thank God for everything he's done for you, but on the other hand, this is what you've done. We've all seen it. So it's kind of, it's hard for me to just look at it and be like, like it always, it could just confuses me a lot. Could be confusing for Christians. Oh, this is this is huge. You know what, you guys? I honestly wish that we had more time to continue on this conversation because there is so much, so much to learn. Quick time, rapid question. Tell me one tip that you could give to young people out there on social media. One tip, one thing. Don't go on it if you're not sure you can. Don't go on it if you're not sure you can. <laughs> Achuko. Find talents and hobbies and like other things aside from everything online. Find talents and hobbies aside from everything online. Hope. Um, be yourself, I guess. Be yourself because everybody else is taken. For me, I would say, number one, don't trust all Christian sources on social media because some people are, are false prophets wolves in sheep's clothing so don't just blindly trust all christian sources always make sure you refer to the bible have a personal relationship with god and always fact check second thing do not blindly share every christian quote that you see because some things are low-key cryptic you just may not just because they put god in it does not mean that they're actually talking about god so make sure you don't blindly just share everything I mean, we, have, we all have our social media Christian friends and social media Christian celebrities, but make sure you keep that personal relationship with God. Remember that you are Christ, Christ representative online. And as Matthew 5.16 says, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You're a light on social media. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you guys for your time. Honestly, this is great, and it's been amazing getting educated by you guys. God bless you.